Hey, welcome to Footnotes. Today, we've got a special episode where we talk to a mother-daughter duo that own and operate a dump truck company in Lexington, South Carolina. We're talking to Lisa Tyson, uh, who is the owner of the business, and her daughter, Lee Provost, who's the executive vice president of LA Barrier & Sons. This business is now in its fourth generation of family ownership, and they've been going strong for almost 85 years. We also talk about family and where that intersects with business, and also how, what are the things that a business needs to be doing uh, to survive that long? All this is next on Footnotes. Well, we're here today with Lisa Tyson and Lee Provost. Lisa, you are the president of LA Barrier and Sons Incorporated, yes. and you're the executive vice president of LA Barrier and Sons Incorporated. Um, but you guys aren't sons. No, we're not. I just had this conversation yesterday with someone. And, you know, you guys are a mother and daughter and, and you you work together in a, in a multi-generational business. But before we get into kind of those dynamics of the family, why don't we start with just how, how you got here? You know, where did LA Barrier come from? How long has it been around? Well, it's been around since 1935. Um, my husband's grandfather started the business in Wadesboro, North Carolina. And... Oh. The reason is a son, L.A. Barrier and son, his son worked for him. But lo and behold, his daughter went to work for him as well. So uh, I guess she never got added to the name, but um, they've been in business, or we've been in business since 1935. And in the 70s, they moved um, to the West Columbia area here. And um, I guess not long after that, they moved out off Black Springs Road. And y'all have, have you always been in the short haul business? I mean, right oh, now yes. it's dump trucks, but yes. it's always been. It's always been dump trucks. We followed uh, one particular contractor for many years. We traveled to all the different jobs until they settled here and um, diversified and moved around with a couple different contractors. So it's just gone on from there. Mm-hmm. And so you've been in business, I mean, I think we can say this now, almost 100 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which generation are you, Lee? So I am the fourth generation. Um, So I didn't really have anything to do with the business until I was about 26 or 27. Um, You know, I grew up at LA Barrier, of course. I was there. Um, We actually, the desk I sat at my first day had my name signed in it because I practiced my cursive. (laughs) When I was in kindergarten, I practiced my cursive inside my dad's desk drawer. And that desk was still there when I came seven years ago. Wow. Um, But I've been with the company seven years now, uh, my husband as well. So Mm -hmm. we're truly family, both parents, and then both myself and my husband. So it sounds like you you changed careers to do that. What what made you? So I am a chemical engineer by trade, Mm -hmm. and that's, I kind of decided when I was in seventh grade, I was going to be a chemical engineer. I don't really know what (laughs) she said. (laughs) I don't know that that's the choice I would make now as a seventh grader. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, went to Clemson for engineering and I worked at Milliken and Spartanburg and planned to be there for 40 years. It was my Mm -hmm. one-stop shop and that was my goal. Not a bad place to spend. Exactly. 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 So I made a really great decision on that. Um, But then once I was in, I guess, the real world a little bit, I recognized the differences in small business and large to the degree of like I understood kind of how my parents were able to do things when I was growing up. Um, And then also I'm an only child, so there's no one else really to take over the business. My parents were obviously nearing retirement age in the, you know, next decade at that point. Um, And so I considered maybe this is something I want to do. 
And so we made a huge career change and transition and moved to Lexington and started working at Ellen Barrier. But it sounds like Lisa, I mean, you know, and, and as Lee mentioned, she's an only child, but it seems like you and your husband, Lee had a choice. Yes, she did. What was it like when she first chose to forge her own path, but then when she turned around, what was Oh my what goodness. What was that like? Well, at the time, you know, we just knew she was going to stay in Spartanburg. That that we had just come to live with that was going to be okay. She wasn't far from home. We'd be okay. And then all of a sudden, we I didn't get the phone call. Her daddy got the phone call. On purpose. I can interject here for a second. <laughs> I needed a non-emotional, like thoughtful, <laughs> I really want you to think about what I'm asking. and I want really good advice, not the emotional Yes, having my child at home with me is the best thing ever. Right. Yes, you should come. Mm -hmm. I wanted my dad to give me the, hey, I've done this for 40, 50 years now. Right. 40 years, <laughs> are you sure? Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. He said, "I are you really sure you know what you're asking here? I want you to think about it. I want y'all to process this. Think about these certain things. And if y'all are sure, then we'll talk to your mom about this because we we don't want yeah, I didn't know her, her to like get, it was probably a month or two. Yeah. Okay. In between the conversations. It's at least that long. Yeah. But we didn't want her to get excited and then us to be like, actually, no, we're not sure and we're not going to do that. Because I didn't want to like crush her hopes and dreams that we were going to move home. It's hard to unring the bell. Yes. You know, if you kind of bring yes. it out, it, it, you yes. can't. Right. You can't sort of take it back. Even if you change your mind, it yeah. was kind of, you know, it yeah. was out there. But Well, she I, worked occasionally during the summers in, in high school and things, helping in the office. And that's when she said, this is not for me. So when we finally got the call, or I finally got the call, I'm like, I cannot believe it. Mm. I cannot believe she's actually coming home mm -hmm. and going to work for the company. Yeah. And at the time, we thought I would come work for LA Barrier and Grant was just going to find an engineering job in Columbia. That wouldn't have not have been difficult. Sure. Um, because we, not that we didn't want him to work at LA Barrier, we just didn't think, like, there probably wasn't space. There, we didn't have a position. We didn't want to create additional overhead and a position for that. Um, and he can just keep being an engineer. And then um, they, this was right as, as you know, our ownership transitioned right before we came. And we actually had a void of lots of people in our office. Mm -hmm. And we were like, actually, it's good if both of you come. So we both came on at the same time. Yeah. Um, but we definitely a huge career change. And we also had started with the anticipation of this maybe happening. Grant and I had started MBA school. So we knew, like, we're prepared to start working in a different type of career, a different type of company, doing different things than we have before. Um, so I think they they knew, like, this is a potential transition piece for us as we're mm -hmm. getting this additional education to also support moving into the business as well. Sure. Um, so I guess that all the discussions happen over year or two yeah. ahead it's of time. Ahead of time. Knowing, okay. like, so there's a period where you guys were talking. You you still had your yeah. your jobs in, yeah, in the upstate, mm -hmm. and and as a family. So, what was it like, you know, when y'all decided, okay, we, you have this parent child bond, of course, mm -hmm. but now you're going to add a business partner, right, role in in everybody's life. What what's that like to add a new type of relationship? Yeah, it wasn't hard for me at all, John, because years ago I had worked in my father's business. Okay. So I had a little taste of what it was going to be like, and I'm thinking, well, we get along so well, it's not going to be any problem. Well, it hasn't been a problem, mm -hmm. because I'd worked for Joel for years, working right 
next beside my husband and then my mother-in-law. And I thought, well, we're just gonna add our daughter and our son-in-law. This is gonna be great. Well, I was right. Best decision ever made. I mean, we always laugh and say, this is our retirement plan. Well, we hadn't quite got that retirement (laughs) down yet, but we're working on it. So for us, like it, it wasn't really a big hurdle for me. I, I considered it, but it wasn't a big issue for me because I had grown up with both my parents working together. So the whole family dynamic, like not directly under my parents exactly, but like them working together had modeled my whole life and shaped my life to where that part didn't really occur to me as being something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly being a married couple that had established our lives like elsewhere mm-hmm. versus the child growing up in the business. <laughs> like that was different. We knew we would have to transition that. Um, but adding that has been, to me, it's been a nice a difference. And, you know, previous bosses at, you know, Milliken, for example, sure. had many wonderful bosses, but they were never my family. So there's always that trust that you don't quite have that you have with your parents. Right. I understand. Um, and so sometimes it's easier and more difficult, but most of the time it's easier to go with them, go to them with a problem or something because I know I can be open and get good feedback. Sometimes it's more difficult because it's like, this is a challenging situation and it's like, I don't wanna go to my dad and say, hey, this is difficult that this is happening. Or there's like a, business issue with our relationship that we have to kind of cross that hurdle, sure. similar to both of us. Right. Those don't happen often. Um, but I feel like that was stuff, that type of relationship, the challenges kind of came later to where I didn't really consider them being an issue when we first started. Do you think that when you and Grant sort of started on your own in a different place, that that actually helped you be able to come back and kind of hit, whereas opposed if you just, you know, graduated Clemson and then you yes. know, immediately came oh, back yeah. to Lexington. Absolutely. Um, because we had established our relationship, our dynamics somewhat, you know, pre-kids, mm-hmm. which obviously changed things, but our dynamics yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit. <laughs> before. And so we had like a good foundation of our relationship and our marriage because we were married for almost five years, four years when we came here. Um, so yes, that actually, I think that really was a, a benefit because we weren't, in the same town as either of our parents when we right. first got married. So we were able to establish that to where when we started in the business and being near my parents, it wasn't like, we don't know how to create our marriage without one of our families being right there. So certainly that was a huge benefit for us. So shifting gears a little bit, I mean, what's it like, you know, you guys are in a very competitive industry. I mean, transportation is is it's just competitive, it just is. Um, margins can be small, um, you know, and, and there are other players in, in the area. And you guys, you know, you don't service nationwide. You, you have a mm-hmm. somewhat smaller service area. Right. So how in the world does a company hang on for, let's just call it 85 years? John, we've got wonderful customers, um, repeat customers. Um, and in the industry we're in, as far as road work, it's just so much out there to do, and there's not enough trucks to go around. Hmm. Um, Why are there not enough trucks? I mean, they're not real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and just getting started, I mean, the, the overhead you have to have and the capital to put up, um, it's not for the faint of heart to get in, you know, go into debt like we have been. 
Um, you know, you purchase anywhere from 10 to 12 trucks a year, just having to change out. Mm -hmm. But we have been very successful. And I attribute that a lot to our employees. Um, they've been wonderful. Yeah. I think it's, it's a couple of things um, that have helped us hold on for that long. The family aspect of it, I think, really helped in the beginning. I think it really helps now in a different way. Okay. Um, because we had initially the small business. I mean, technically we're still a small business, but not like we used to be. Right. Um, the small business feel to where our customers knew we were reliable because we had a couple of trucks. They knew who to talk to because there weren't that many people to talk to. Like if I have an issue, I go to this person who's the owner and the driver and only has three other employees, you know, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um and so we've been able to keep that infused in our business and our culture throughout the last 85 years to where, you know, going to the top for an employee or a customer, if we have an issue, we need to take it to the top. Lisa's in the office. Yeah. Lisa's available. Lisa will give you your phone number or, or me. Um, it's not difficult. So that helps our employee culture and our customers because they know who we are. Mm -hmm. um, right. And it sounds like how to get in touch with you. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not like we're inaccessible. And it's like, almost like they're friends, even though they're business associates, they're friends of ours as well. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's just how we've always had our business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then to me, another thing that our family has always been, has been very important to us and I think is very important to Joel, my dad, um, is the quality of our service and the reliability. Yes. We're going to, just like Lisa said, we have, we get new trucks every year. Our trucks are new, they're well-maintained, they look nice on the road. Like, you you know which truck is ours right. because it's shiny and red and clean. Like, hopefully, you know, sometimes we can't control it when right. it's been on a job site. Um, but they also know we're gonna do what we say. Mm -hmm. And if we're not, we're gonna let you know. Um, so the quality and the reliability has always been, you know, a key driver of our business. And even at, you know, 74 trucks now, we're still able to do that. And so that's why we have the repeat customers and the people that want to work with us because they know LA Barrier can supply a large number of trucks right. and they're gonna do what they say mm -hmm. um, as best we can. Now, the last couple of years as business has exploded, it can be challenging when everybody needs all of your trucks. <laughs> so you, now we don't commit to more than we can do. We're disappointing everyone, but we're not disappointing them by lying to them. We're telling them up sure. front, sure. I can't, get you what you need, but this is what I can do and that's what we accomplish. Well, I think that's interesting because I think you know, sometimes in business people think, well, if I am if I make someone upset, then I'm going to lose business. But I think, you you know, 85 years tells you, right. you'll lose business for other reasons, but right. you usually don't lose business because you told the truth. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> and, and we've always prided ourselves in that. Yeah. If we can't do it, we're going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And for many months over the last several years, especially, you know, the summer, early fall timeframes for the last three years, there's been a lot of telling the truth that nobody likes to a lot of customers. What does that What does that sound like in, in your world? I mean, a lot of people listen to this and so they're 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 probably yeah. not transportation people. What is that, so what is that like? Our, our dispatch team, unfortunately, is the <laughs> ones that really has to do this. Okay. And it's very challenging because they're like, everybody's mad at me. Like I'm making no one happy. But somebody will call in like, they need to get to get their job done tomorrow, what they want to get done. They need 15 trucks. Well, so does five other people that called in the last hour. 
And we don't commit, it's not like first come first serve. We kind of look at the day and then we assess. Well, we don't have that many trucks. So we might say, okay, everybody needs 15. So we're gonna scale it back. You get 10, you get 10, you get 10, you get five. Just depending on what the workload is. Mm-hmm. And what are, what we're committed to. Exactly. Yeah. And also like we, ha- we might have a contract with someone. And so we know like we told yeah. you we would do this. So sure. you get extra priority. And then we tell them, we can't do 15 trucks tomorrow, but you can have 10. And then there might be some hemming and hawing and like, ah, we really need 11 or we really need 12 and we'll do what we can. But it's that daily, like, this is what we can commit to you. And that's what we do. That's what we put on the schedule. And assuming a truck's not broken down and all the drivers come in the next day, that's what they get. And every day it's the same thing. Um, The problem is those people that they need to get their job done too. And they really need 15 trucks. And then they're like, well, you're putting us out. We need more. Like, well, we can we can only do what we can do. Right. We can only do as much. Right. So it it can really wear on our dispatch team when that's happening every day, over and over for weeks on end. And then we'll finally get a rain day and everybody's like, Whew. one day break. <laughs> Catch up in the shop and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Right. You know, for both of you, I mean, how has the business changed? I mean, certainly it's changed over 85 years, but even say in the last decade, I mean, what are the, I think that's also something out there that people sort of look at a business like that and say, well, you're just hauling stuff. I mean, you're still hauling hauling things, but you guys as insiders know those inside Mm -hmm. things. I mean, what, how, how is that business changing in ways that sort of a, a person outside the business wouldn't, wouldn't notice? Yeah. Well, we've grown exponentially since Liam and have been there. When y'all came, we had 50. Maybe. 50. Maybe 50 trucks. Maybe 50 trucks. And we're up to 74 now. And that's been six years. Wow. Seven, yes. Yeah, that's seven almost years. a 50, 50% so, yeah. increase so, yeah. in fleet. We've it's just, we've had to take on so much more. So we need trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been a huge change for us as far as, you know, keeping all these trucks up. Had to hire more for the shop. More drivers, uh, a lot more in debt. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's been yeah. very different for us, mm-hmm. but it's been good. I mean, we've right. we've had no issues. What do you see as you know some of the things you're talking about with drivers and mechanics and you know these sort of skilled positions? How has that changed over time? Are they easier to find? Hard to harder to find? Well, you know, at first it was harder, but then we've we've had a um, I, I, they're just shown up. Um, we did a few indeed. And that's not just because of no, them showing up. No. We've done some things. We've done a few things. <laughs> we've we've added some, uh, well, as Leonin brought new things in the, from the corporate world, and it's changed um, very beneficial for our right. employees. So we've, you know, little things, like we've added extra benefits. Um, a big change that we made, it's almost been three years now, we added a dedicated driver supervisor, oh, yes. who also is our hiring manager. Mm-hmm. So our, all of our drivers, of which there are 70 plus now, have a person they go to, they have a manager that they know well, and he knows them yeah. well. And that has been a drastic change because we have a person that can really focus on the drivers and they have a person to come to when they need to complain or when they have a question or whatever it is. And then also as far as him doing the hiring, He's able to process applications really quickly. We've always had a decent influx of applications, but to have someone turn them over very quickly has helped us a lot. That has really changed. Um, And then the the benefits part of it has helped, but 
And I mentioned earlier, we've always had that family culture and going to the top is not difficult. And even though we have 95 employees now, we're trying to keep that infused in our business and still have the little bit of small feel that we can. We're not creating all these rules for our drivers that that corporate, corporate companies have to have them. It's not that they're sure. a bad thing. You have to, especially right. when you're large, but we get to pick and choose. What are we creating rules about? Like we have basic, like you, you have to wear your seatbelt. You can't use your cell phone. Those are against the law, but also we have those rules. But we're not saying like you get a 10 minute lunch break, a 10 minute bathroom break. If you stop for more than 15 minutes, we're going to yell at you on the radio. Like we're not doing all of that stuff. We're not nitpicking. Right. And so our drivers are more willing to stay and maybe bring their friend that needs a job or something like that. Um, So. Yeah, because probably good drivers probably know other good drivers. Oh, yes. (laughs) We've got a lot of leads that that helped. That has helped us get drivers. Now we'll say like our the experience level we're getting of drivers and like the age is a lot less. We're getting many more younger drivers and mostly a lot less experienced. Is that necessarily a negative? Sometimes, you know, it is nice when you can put a driver in a seat who's worked for a dump truck company before and Mm. you train them for a couple of days and you know, like, you know where you're going and know what to do. Right, right. And that versus a driver who might have a CDL, but he's never sat in a dump truck in his life, (laughs) Um, which can be challenging. So. Yes, it's positive and negative because it's harder to train them, but then also you might not have to get rid of maybe some bad habits that they might have sure. come up with. Um, so it's kind of positive and negative. Mm. Um, well, the technology for a younger person seems to be easier as well. Right. We so, have tablets and things like that in our trucks. Yeah. They can use those a whole lot better than us old fogies. Is that a is that a fairly recent Yes, change? and it's actually becoming more of a requirement for a lot of our customers, and then we're also... Mm trying to add an electronic dispatching system right now. And we know it's going to be a big hurdle for a lot of our drivers. But for some of them, it's going to be like, well, okay, Mm. you need me to do something I know how to do already. It's really easy, click, (laughs) point, click, do whatever. Um, So in that regard, like, I know we have a lot of new drivers, or younger, I should say, that that part will be, it's really nice to have them because it'll be a lot easier to implement those types of processes. Well, something you said earlier about, you know, your customers were requiring certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, What aspect does that, uh, certainly you need customers to call you and hire you and put trucks on the road. But in terms of that deeper relationship with customers where you're making investments, it sounds like, Mm -hmm. in your fleet because of their needs. Right. What what are those relationships like and how do you… How do you balance running your business and maintaining profitability with the customer pool? Yeah, so that has been something that I've struggled with understanding because I have always been like, no, we're going to make decisions for our business because of us, not because our customer needs extra trucks or whatever. Um, Luckily, we have other people that work in our business that can help balance my opinion out, like my dad and our salespeople who are like, no, they need more trucks. Like, you don't understand what it's like to get, to have some, just like our dispatchers, to have somebody mad at you all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of those relationships have been built over the last 50 years via Joel. Many of them transitioned to our sales team now, um, which most of them have been with us for five to 10 years. Um, But we do a lot of like, especially before big projects, like sitting down with our bigger customers and understanding what are your needs gonna be on this project for three years? 
and then we don't do that with everyone. We can't, and most of our customers can't give us that kind of forecast. Right. I'm talking like the big interstate projects, like the crossroads that's gonna last eight years kind of situation. Right. Um, but they sit down with us and we have lots of conversations about, these are gonna be our estimated needs for this year, this year, this year, it'll be you know peaks and valleys. And then we can kind of understand, okay, if we commit to this project, we're gonna need 30 trucks on average for six months of the 2024. What does that need to do for our fleet? Do we need to add some more? Do we need to plan on maybe not helping these customers? Um, and we we do our best to look at that. But a lot of those relationships have been built for decades. True. Um, you know, there still are a lot of smaller construction companies around that we have worked for for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and they're still our customers. Right. It's nice to have those because we do have that camaraderie and openness where they can sit down with us and be like, hey, we really want you to help us and this is what we would require to do that. It doesn't always happen like that, but a yeah. lot of the time. It's interesting, you know, just kind of change, changing gears again. And, and I'm, I'm very interested in your answers to this because I think this is where other people that are listening to this may be in a family business. Mm -hmm. It might not be a transportation business, but they, right. they, they've got that extra layer of relationship yeah. now with yeah. that's business partner in addition to, you know, father, son or mother, daughter, you know, aunt, uncle, whatever. But knowing what y'all know right now and knowing that there's more to come, what what advice do you do you give people that are in business with family members? You wanna go first? You go. So I would say <laughs> I keep, wanna hear this. Keep yeah. keep doing it. Like it's worth okay. it. Um now, I don't have siblings, so I get the beauty of it just being me and my parents. <laughs> Um, you know, the next generation, which we hope to have in the business, there's going to be at least three of them. They might not all, or in, might be none of them work there. So right. I can, let me answer this again well, in like 25 your parents, years. You may give them that choice is there, exactly. but right. they right. could return or come back. Or, so, sure. but it, to me, like keep doing it. It's mm. worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Um, the freedom that you get of being in a family business is phenomenal. Um, to me, the like, the relationship building, like I get to have a different type of relationship with my parents than if I didn't work here. And that has blessed my life. It's, it can be very challenging at times and frustrating. And, you know, because sometimes like, if your boss is your boss and not your mom or your dad, like you can just be mad at them and then not feel bad. But I, I'm like, well, I have to reconcile that. Yeah, that separation is, is not, <laughs> right. you don't have really the luxury of that kind right. of like, I'm leaving and I'll be back on Monday. Exactly, it's no. It's right. 24 seven. Exactly. So. Yes, that is a challenge and it can be really tricky because then I'm like, my parents can, you know, upset me in a different way than a mm. boss can, um, which isn't, doesn't feel good, but it's so worth it to just keep going, to keep doing it, to really be involved and dig in. Um, and the other part, like our business, it blesses our whole family. I'm not working for a corporate company or some different owner. And like, yeah, I might make a really good paycheck, but at the end of the day, like we get to make decisions together that bless our entire family, that are gonna bless me and my husband and my kids and future generations to come. So to me, all of that just makes it worth it. So my phrase would be, keep going, keep okay. doing it. I would have to say the same thing as far as keep going. Um, you know, at first I only was working with my husband and my mother-in-law. 
And then as we grew, wow, here comes our daughter and our son-in-law. It has probably been the best job, give or take, I think I could have ever imagined. Um, simply from being able to work with my, my child. My husband, I mean, it's been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's, it's just fun because you know, like, we're all working for the same goal. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like at the end of the day, the decisions we make, like, yeah, technically my mom is the owner and it's her <laughs> money, you know, like, I, I remember that, and I try to, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't, yeah, remember that. Yeah, like, I don't own it yet, <laughs> but still, like, we're making choices for our family, yeah. and we get yeah. to, we get to be the ones that decide, like, yeah, some of our customers, if we added, like, 20 trucks, they would be so happy. Well, that is not a good decision for our family right now. <laughs> not right now. Um, and maybe it is, like, okay, over five years, it was a good decision to grow by 20 trucks. Um, and maybe it would be a good decision in five years. I don't know. You know, it, we just have to assess then. But we don't have to make decisions for other shareholders or our customers or whoever if it doesn't align with our family. And our values. I right. mean, we, have, we seem to always get around and have the same values. Right. Thank and, goodness. you know, obviously part of that's because— they raised me, so clearly we have <laughs> similar values. There's a little transfer there, yeah. but yeah, but but to the point. I mean, I think it. I think it's interesting that you know you were raised in those values. You were raised in the company, mm -hmm. but you made a conscious decision to go down a path yeah. that that was not LA barrier right. for a time, and not a short time. It's not like oh, I left for six months and then I came yeah, back. I mean, no. you, you said seven years, yeah. so that's plenty of time to get into a career, mm -hmm. especially at a large company right. like, like Milliken, to where you probably had a career pathway. And yeah. there were probably oh, yeah. some Absolutely. people that were disappointed that you and Grant, you know, were no longer at the company yeah. because they had plans. Right. There's now some people that are very happy that that you're back yes. because they also we have exactly. plans. And, you know, I think that's just a, an interesting dynamic there. Mm -hmm. And I think what both of you said about, you know, just keep going. I mean, we... In our business, we see other family businesses, and I think most of them would say that, but not all of them right. would say that. Right. Um, and and to have something, uh, the the statistics of businesses going into a fourth generation, I mean, are, are less than one percent right. of right. of family head businesses even right. make it to that point. It's under five percent that go to three, right. and it's way less than half go from one to two. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so you guys have, have done something that, I mean, less than 1% of the businesses right. in our country even are able to do. Uh, yeah. Um, and so that that is something. And then just the longevity and the, I'll use the word, the heritage. Right. You know, that's been strung along across the generations is is really Im impressive. And um, well, if, you know, if people are, are looking, if they think, hey, this sounds like a great place to work or we want to hire these guys, or even if they want to talk to you, they own a family business and they want to want to come. How can people find you guys? What's the best way to do that? So, and maybe y'all can share this in our podcast so people don't have to jot down our email. So right. to me, like email is easiest for me because then I can see it and respond. Okay. Um, so, so maybe go through the company website yeah, first. Company website. LABarry.com. Yep. Okay. LABarry.com is our website. And then email is always the best way, probably to reach both of us. Yes. Um, okay. Especially with the upcoming being out of work for a couple of weeks with yeah. a new child. Um, but we're always excited to to talk to either small businesses, family businesses, whatever. 
Um, every small business and every family business is very different, but I always like I always appreciate talking to people who are in it that are different from my own perspective. Like, hey, I want to I want to take what you know too. Mm-hmm. I want to learn different perspective. Right, but I like to share the information as well. Sure, sure. Well, thank y'all for sitting down and doing yeah. this. Thank you for having um, us, you know, taking John. Taking time out of your day to, we you know, y'all it. run a, a busy company. I mean, during the day, it is we busy. We do. Oh, yeah. Um, and keeping um, 74 trucks on the road yeah. doesn't happen by accident. No, no. it so. does not. We have some wonderful employees. Well, thank yeah, y'all for sitting absolutely. down with us and sharing your story. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much.